0: Growing up in the church, there were four great themes that Pastor Bowman used to preach on, uh, Frank, every single year. He always preached on salvation through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Always preached on the doctrine of divine healing because we believe that healing is part of the atonement. Can you say amen? amen? He'd also preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit because we were a Pentecostal church. The gifts of the Spirit and he also, the fourth theme that he always preached on throughout his ministry was the second coming of Jesus Christ. This morning I want to talk to you about the rapture because the rapture is close. Can you say amen? Amen. The rapture is close. Father today as we look into your word Lord help us to embrace this sacred promise that soon and very soon We are going to see the King. Help us, Lord, to be found faithful. Help us, Lord, to be found as being watchful. Help us, Lord, to live with expectation, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Webster states that the word rapture means to be transported by lofty emotion. In the Christian sense, it means to be caught away in ecstasy. The word rapture, although it is not in the Bible, but neither is grandfather, but I am one. Amen? The word rapture is not in the Bible, but the principle and of the truth and the promise is all through it. We cut our teeth on end time sermons. I can remember a famous evangelist coming in and one of his sermon titles was Flying Missiles, Atomic Bombs, and the Second Coming of Jesus Christ. I remember Lauren Fox preaching a sermon on blood on the moon. I remember John Hall that used to come in with his prophetic map that went across the whole front of the church, God's plan for the ages. From Genesis through Revelation, he would go through the prophetic discourse talk about the end-time issues and the reality that Jesus is coming again. So many great messages. We cut our teeth on this promise that Jesus is coming again. So today I want to minister on this topic, on the coattails of Pastor's Illustrated Sermon on the Rapture. Write it down here if you've got your worksheet. Biblical examples of being caught away by God the very very first great snatch is found uh, in Genesis chapter 5 and verse 24 you can write his name down Subpoint point a here Enoch Enoch walked with God and was no more because God took him I don't know if there was somebody walking with him Frank when that event took place But could you imagine? I would not be surprised that somebody might have been with him when God took him. Bible doesn't say there was. Bible doesn't say there wasn't. But I think God's got a sense of humor. He made Bruce. He made me. We do know this. Enoch walked with God and was no more because God took him now I want you to think about how how marvelous that moment must have been for Enoch and then I want you to think about your own walk I want you to think about your own talk with God are you walking with him are you talking with him Do you have that witness in your manhood, in your womanhood, that you are walking with God? Because I want to tell you something, when Jesus comes again, he's going to be coming back for a people that have the witness that Enoch had, that he walked with God, that they walk with God. He's not going to come back for a people that are napping. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 says this, by faith Enoch was translated That he should not see death and was not found because God translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. What kind of testimony does your life bear? That merits our scrutiny. As we look into the mirror today, and the mirror is the word of God, James said, nobody who looks in the mirror and beholding his face forgets what he sees. Today I want you to look in the mirror. I want you to look at the Enoch's of life. I want you to look at yourself in life and examine your own walk with God, because your walk with God is significant. Because Teresa, your children are seeing you. Nancy, your grandchildren are watching you. Your neighbors, your friends, your relatives, they are watching your walk. What kind of witness do you have? That you're a God walker or a world walker? I don't know about you, but I want to have the witness that I'm walking with Jesus. I'm walking in his word. I'm walking in his wonders. I'm walking in his ways. I want that testimony that I'm living with expectation because I knew soon and very soon I'm going to see my king. Point B here, write down Elijah. A second one here in the Old Testament in 2 Kings chapter 2 verses 11 through 12 it came to pass as they still went on and talked and behold there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up By a whirlwind of heaven. And Elijah saw it. Note this. Elijah saw it. I've always been of this persuasion. The Bible teaches us that when Christ comes we will be changed in a twinkling. The word in the Greek is atomos which is the smallest measurement of time. The Bible says we will be changed in a moment. Dr. Charles, it doesn't say we'll be translated in a moment. It says it will be changed. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of Pastor Hal theology here. I believe that we will have that instantaneous change, but I think they're going to see us go. I always thought when I worked at Ford, Frank, that... Wouldn't it be wonderful that you came, you came on a Monday morning when they're all in their hangovers and all those God-haters and all those mockers that used to call us uh, water walkers and, and all, and that, that you would come and they'd just see me walking through the air and go right through the ceiling. <laughs> because in a twinkling of an eye, I would be changed. But I'm reminded that Elisha saw Elisha go up. And then point C here in Acts chapter 1, 9. They saw Jesus go up. Right? I said they saw Jesus go up. Let's look here. Acts chapter 1 and verse number 9. It came to pass. Oh my. It came to pass. After he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight, and and while they were looked steadfastly into the heavens as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, You men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing into the heavens? This same Jesus shall come in what? Like manner. It's coming again, church. And he's going to be coming for a people, Anne-Marie, that are not playing church, but are the church. That's right. He's not going to come, Nancy, for people that are talking the talk, but are walking the walk. Note this church. The promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. And he said he is coming again. John 14, Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me In my Father's house. There are many mansions. One translation says dwelling places. He said, I go to prepare a place for you and for you. Bob even for you can you believe that (laughs) so that where I am you may be also and Tom he said if I go I will come again turn to your neighbor and say he's coming again He's coming again because he said so. He came, he's coming again because his word says so. He's coming again because the prophets declared it. Jesus is coming again. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. In Sunday school, when we were children, we learned this song. Oh, this old world can never hold me. Any moment, I'll be gone, for I've made my consecration, and I have my wedding garments on. Thank God for Sunday school. Thank God for those it's still in me. Those promises, those truths, those songs that we sung, it took root within our spirit. That's why we have Sunday school. That's why we have youth ministry. So that we can get the great doctrines of the of, of the faith and the reality that Jesus is coming again within their hearts and lives, lest they be seduced by the world's kool aid. Number two, write down the mystery unveiled. When I was a child, I always liked the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Anybody watch that? When you're remember the, the adventures of Sherlock, Holmes, the old black and white. Uh, Oh my, I always like mysteries. But we see here the mystery unveiled. Sub point A here, in a moment. Paul, in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 52, he says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, Floyd. There's that word moment in a twinkling of an eye, in that atomos. We'll be changed at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed every day I get up Floyd and I look in the mirror mirror and I say man I need change because this is changing I mean it's falling out it's turning gray I asked Linda a couple weeks ago should I dye my hair she said nah can't we agree we're all changing This mortal must put on immortality. This corruptible must put on incorruption. It needs to take place because God's got something better in store. It's called resurrection life. It's called abundant life that Jesus taught about in John chapter 10 and verse 10. He said, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. That's what the gospel message is all about. It's life in Christ. And that life will become a reality, Frank, when he takes us home. Praise the Lord. Frank, full heads of hair in heaven. (laughs) Frank, I don't need makeup in heaven. You you know, I won't question whether I'm a man or not in heaven. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Some of you just got that. And he's gonna give me a new name that's written on a little white stone. And I believe it's gonna be a manly name. Praise the Lord. <laughs> B. A sign. Jesus taught this for us, church. Matthew 24, 30 and 31. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of the trumpet. And they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. What a day that will be. That will be the family reunion of family reunions. And that time is coming soon. It's coming soon. Point C, write down the return. Paul delineates this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 14. He says, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Those like Wayne that just went into eternity. He's crossed over. And there's going to be a family reunion in the air. Praise the Lord. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet them in the air. Thus shall we always... With the Lord. Isn't that exciting? I don't know how you can just sit there. I said, always in glory land. Always in promised land. I remember singing the old hymn, We're Marching to Beulah. And, oh my. Anybody know what Beulah means anymore? Nobody knows what Beulah land is? No, that goes way back. Uh, that goes way back, Sister Clark. We're marching. Oh my. Oh my. The promised land heaven and Paul says thus shall we always be with the Lord therefore comfort one another with these words we used to sing a song I had a lot of songs going through my spirit this this last week Margaret as as I've been thinking about the coming of Jesus some of you old timers might remember this song there's going to be a meeting in the air In the sweet, sweet by and by, there's going to be a meet you over there in that land beyond the sky. Such singing you will hear, never heard by mortal ear, will be glorious, I do declare, for God's own Son will be the leading one in that meeting in the air. Oh man, that makes me want to grow hair just thinking about it. Hallelujah! (laughs) Friends, there's going to be a meeting in the air. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be marvelous. It's going to be beyond what even these words can even begin to describe. Paul said, said, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. The question today is, are you in love with Jesus? Are you in love with Jesus? Are you looking for his return? Are you walking like it? Oh, the the amens went down. (laughs) Are you talking about it? There's a world out there that needs to witness that Jesus is coming again. Write down this one, D. Our citizenship. I have at home in my drawer a United States passport. Passport. It denotes that I'm a citizen of these, the United States of America, and I'm honored by that. Can you say amen? Thank God I was born in these United States of America. Praise the Lord. And we celebrate those liberties. But I'm here to tell you, friends, I have a greater citizenship. I said, I have a greater citizenship. How about you? Philippians three twenty, Paul said this, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord, who will transform our lowly body that it might be conformed to his glorious body. I've had people, Frank, ask me, what are we going to look like in heaven? What are we going to, you know, and I said, you want to know what you're going to look like in heaven? You're going to look like Jesus. You're going to have a glorified body, just like the body of the resurrected Savior. The Bible says we will be known even as we were known, except we won't have the signs of age. We won't have the signs of wear and tear. We will we'll not have the signs of the elements of this world on our lives anymore. It's going to be a perfect, glorified body. First uh, John 3, 2 says, When we shall see him, we shall be like him, for we shall see him like he is in all of his glory. That's the promise, church. Are you holding on to the promise? Are you living... Today, in the knowledge of that promise, he's coming again. And when he does, everything is going to change. Praise the Lord. Are you living with the knowledge that your citizenship is not here on planet Earth? Your citizenship is in heavenly realms. Praise the Lord. The promise, write down, new bodies. Frank, turn to Heidi and tell, tell her you're going to have a new bod. Amen? <laughs> Colossians 3, 4. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. I always like Psalms seventy three twenty four that says this. You lead me with your counsel. That's his word. His promises. And afterwards, you take me to glory that's a pretty good verse isn't it he leads us with his counsel the word of God is his counsel the promises of God is his counsel the Holy Spirit is our counselor and when this life is wrapped up Nancy he takes us to glory what a promise I said what a promise We're not all going to taste death. Those who are asleep in Christ are going to rise first, and then God's going to, in an atomist moment, change us. And we will forever be with the Lord. Glory to God. The question is this Are you ready? The question is this Are you looking? Or the question is this Are you sleeping? We had a family a few years back. Phil, the husband and wife drove the church separately. And the wife got home before hubby did. And she said to the child, let's pull a trick on dad. And so they changed their clothes and then they took their clothes and laid them out like they fell out of them. I'm talking about church folk do this stuff, (laughs) and then they went and they hid in the closet, waiting for hubby to come home. Chris, he come come home and he's, honey, where are you, honey, where are you, and called out his child's name, where are you, and because he knew the car was in the garage. Then he found the clothes, and and they put the clothes to where they were peeking through the crack of the closet, William, and and they were watching him and enjoying it. (laughs) Men aren't the only ones that pull shenanigans, just let me tell you that. Now he's getting frantic as he picks up the clothes. Where are you? This isn't funny. Where are you? For a moment, he was thinking he was left behind. And then finally, they couldn't stop, they couldn't hold back the snicker in, ha ah, ah, ha, ah, ah, ha ah, ha, Here we are, ah, ah, ah. He didn't think it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, the day after Christ's return, the rapture of the church, there'll be a lot of people that will not think it's funny. That's right. That's that day is coming. And with the way the signs of the times are in our world global marketplace, I don't believe it's very far behind. Number three words of warning. I call this the day of days. Matthew 24, 36, Jesus said, But of the day and hour knows no man, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. For as it was before the days of the flood, they were eating and drinking and shooting off fireworks. I just added that on. (laughs) Until the day that Noah entered the ark and God closed the door. And the flood came and took them all away. Jesus says here, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus said two will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women grinding at the mill. I don't want to say Teresa will be taken and Nancy will be... I'll let you figure that. Think of it. Jesus taught about the rapture. Jesus taught about the great snatch. And he says in verse 42, Watch therefore. Because you do not know the hour that your Lord is coming. Church, Jesus is coming again. We need to be on watch. We need to teach our children. You need to be on watch. We need to teach our grandchildren. Jesus is coming again. Keep watch. James 5, 7 declares, therefore, be patient, brother, until the coming of the Lord. Point B, keep watch. Matthew 24, therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour that you do not expect. Floyd, I always thought, when I was younger, the best day for the Lord to come would be on New Year's Eve. Because, Joe, all the phony Christians would be out sipping with the world, and that would be the best time for Jesus to come. They'd get caught. Now, I might have been a little bit in the flesh in my thoughts there, Bill, but, but it's because I get tired of pretenders. I get, t- I get tired of perpetrators. I get weary of those. I want to see those like Enoch that are walking with God. Walking with God. Because that's the witness that our community needs as a people like you and I, like Enoch, that are walking with God, watching and waiting because Jesus is coming again. Point C of foolish steward. The word steward refers refers to those that are managers. You realize everything that we have is on loan to us from the Lord? What kind of a manager are you? Three, three areas. This is not in my sermon notes, but it's for free. How well are you managing your time? How well are you managing your talents. How well are you managing your treasures? Wise stewards are good managers of their time, their talents, and their treasures. How well are you managing your marriage? Well. You single folk, how well are you managing your purity? You young people, how well are you managing your plans for the future? Are you including Jesus Christ in your future? The foolish steward or manager is a steward that neglects life's greatest priorities. And the life's greatest priority is the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 24, 48, Jesus said, The evil servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming. Begins to beat or mistreat his fellow servants. Sir, how do you treat your wife? Wifey, how do you treat your husband? How do you treat your children? Things that I deal with all the time is areas of emotional abuse. Spiritual neglect, physical abuse. I call that mistreatment. Can you say amen? Amen. Begins to mistreat his fellow servants and to eat and to drink the world's Kool-Aid. That's Pastor Hal's rendition here. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and an hour that he is not aware of and will, oh my it will not be oh happy day for the foolish servant we have the promise of Christ's return are we living in that promise the reality of that promise number two we have the responsibility to be watchers when your children look at you do they see you watching Or do they see you napping? When they see you walking, do they see you walking in the things of God? Or do they see you walking in the ways of the world? That's a challenge to all of us. Number three, behold the signs of the times. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Jesus' Olivet discourses give us all of the signs, friends, that are right in our face. It's undeniable. We have enough sense to determine the weather. I watch the Weather Channel every morning to kind of see what my my week is going to be like. We've got enough sense to figure out the weather, but we haven't got enough sense to realize Jesus is coming again. Something's wrong with this picture. Number four, don't be distracted by the sense of delay. Delay. Friends, we need to be found faithful. We need to occupy until He returns. And we need to be found with expectation. Jesus is coming again. Number five, don't be found napping. I think there's a lot of people in our churches that are napping. Before the Bible left our schools, before prayer left our schools, before the Ten Commandments left our schools, people were napping. This stuff didn't happen by chance. It's because people went to sleep spiritually. And And they went to sleep at the voting polls. That was for free. Don't be found mistreating one another. Don't be found drinking the world's cups. Jesus is warning us. He's coming again. Number four, the wise or the foolish? Matthew 25, Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven we likened unto ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five were wise and five were foolish. Foolish. Can we we split the church right down the middle this morning? One side, I won't say which is wise, and one side is foolish. One side maintain their oil, and the other side let it run out. Can you think about it within this vernacular? Jesus was saying 50%, Frank, let their oil run out. And 50% maintained, say that word with me, maintained their oil. I have, a, I have up at the cabin oil lamps because there's lots of power outages up there because the trees fall on the power lines. And I always make sure, Dr. Charles, my oil and my lamps are full in case there's a power outage. I am never caught without oil. Will you be? Will you be? In Sunday school, William, we learned this song. Some of you may remember. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me what? Give me oil in my lamp. I? Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me. Burning, 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 keep me burning till the break of king. sing sing hosanna. sing, hosanna. sing. Hosanna. to the king, king. of king. sing hosanna. sing hosanna. sing hosanna to the king remember that song? are you still making that your prayer? give me oil for my lamp? Give me oil for my lamp. Keep me burning. Lord, help me to maintain my walk. Help me to maintain my, t- my talk. Help me to maintain my witness. Help me to maintain the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon my life. Help me to maintain the fruit of the Spirit, the character of Jesus Christ. Help me to maintain, Nancy, this wonderful fellowship. Uh, help, me to ma- help, me to ma- help me to help my family so they're not left behind. 50%. Let their oil run out. I don't know about you, that that alarms me. Amen. That should alarm us. Can can we look at what Jesus taught here that potentially 50% of church going people are oilless and they will be left Teresa behind? That's kind of scary, isn't it? now this is what I want you to do sometime today or this weekend as we get through the holiday get your oil dipstick out and check your level can you say amen? Amen. check your oil what's interesting in this parable here in Matthew 25 they all knew Jesus was coming Behold, the bridegroom cometh!" And the oil-free realized that they were in need. And so what they did, they ran to those who had oil, Bruce, that maintained their oil and said, give us some of your oil. But can I, can I share with you a reality? I can't give you my experience. You have to have your own experience in the Holy Ghost yourself. I can't give you my oil. I can't give you my walk with God. I can't give you my relationship with Jesus. You have to have that. You have to maintain that. You have to get that oil from the oil giver, which is the Father. Amen. Amen. And so the wise tell the foolish, go and get the oil from the source. While they're scurrying to go get oil from the oil sources, the Lord returns, Dr. Charles. Then it's too late for those who let their oil run out. The wise who maintain their oil are taken away. They're caught away in ecstasy to forever be with the Lord. Hallelujah, Junebug. And then the foolish come knocking on the door. Let us in, let us in. It kind of reminds me of when Noah entered into the ark and God closed the door and, and then the floodwaters began to rise and how those people must have been clawing on the ark and knocking on the ark. Let us in, let us in. Gene, it was too late. Right. Because when God closes the door, church is too late. And I can imagine so many times, William, uh, Noah, inside that ark, hearing the voices from the outside, hearing the clawing on the sides of the ark. Jesus says, as it was in the days of who? And then slowly those sounds subsiding as the floodwaters rise. And then silence. I can't even imagine. The five foolish will come knocking on the door, June, and will say, let us in, and the Lord will say, I never knew you. That's why we have to keep a watch. Luke's Gospel 12.35 says this, Let your waist be girded, that's the belt of truth, the Bible and your lamps burning I said your lamps burning your lamps burning but lamps can't burn without oil. Amen? Jesus said watch therefore For you neither know the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. They all knew. They all had the responsibility of maintaining their own personal oil. Five were wise, five were foolish. And then there was a time delay. I call that, Yachabeth, the church age. The time delay. The prophetic cry, Jesus is coming again. And the prepared went into the wedding and the unprepared were left behind. Friends, Christ's words to us in these last days is watch. As a youngster, I had the honor of being raised in a great church. But Jason I had a season, thank God, a season, where I kind of stepped out and played a little bit with the world. I know I don't have a monopoly on foolishness, I know there's others that... But aren't you glad God's got a passion for our souls? Dying, I still came to church on Sundays and sat in my pew and sang with everybody else. But when I wasn't in church, I played the fool. One night I laid myself down to sleep. I wasn't praying, Lord, my soul to keep. And Kathy, whether it was a vision or a dream, I do not know, but it got my attention. Wes, it was the night I missed the rapture. I was in my buddy's car. He had a convertible. I was in the back seat with with two other buddies. We were driving up our street. And the guy said, look to the west. We looked to the west. Joe, the sky was glowing in the west. We were all looking to the west. And for some reason in this, Joanne, I looked to the east and there was Jesus. The glory was so brilliant that it shone all the way around the world. and They were seeing the afterglow in the west. But I was looking to the east and there was Jesus standing. I felt, Bruce, I felt myself start to raise out of that seat. And the Lord looked at me and he shook his head no and I dropped. And in that moment, Sister Clark, I woke up and I was shaken. I mean, if you have an experience like that, it's going to shake you up. It shook me up. Friends, God knows how to get a hold of the heart of the backslider. We need to pray for some of our backsliders and God will give them a visitation and the night watches like he did me. Frank, I could not wait to get to church that Sunday. I ran to the altar. Willie, I fell on my face and got right with God and confessed my nonsense and repented of my sin. Do, Do we even preach repentance from sins anymore? We need to. I repented. Diana, that that experience I had so gripped me, it put the fear of God in me. I couldn't get it out of my mind. William, it was the night I missed the rapture. It was the night I was left behind. It was haunting me. So Angelo, I went to the Lord in prayer. I said, "Lord, I said you, you gave this thing to me. You got my attention, man. It's it still got my attention. God, you got to give me some kind of an assurance. I need some assurance because that that got my attention." Went to bed one night. I was on the same street, but in my the guy who lived on the corner, buddy's house. Looked out the kitchen window and there was that glow in the west. That same glow I saw from the car. I looked out the front window to the east and there was Jesus. I felt myself rise and go right through the roof of his house. When I woke up, I was sitting in my bed with my hands in the air, speaking in other tongues, giving the Lord glory and honor and praise. And I've never lived like like the devil again. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord. He gave me that peace. With some of your loved ones, you need to pray, God, whatever it takes, wake them up. Because Jesus is coming again. Can you say amen? Amen. I tell you, uh, it, it was the night I missed the rapture and then the night I made the rapture and I'm praising the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. What about you? Are you living with expectation of Christ's imminent return? Are you maintaining your oil? Are you looking or are you neglecting? I think it's time for us to keep our eyes on the eastern sky. Because the Bible tells us, to those who are looking, he shall appear. I said, he shall appear. And when he appears, we shall be like him. There's an old hymn that says this. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he's watching and waiting. Waiting for you and for me. Come home come home. Ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, Oh, sinner, come home. He's calling. He's calling. He's calling. Father, in the name of Jesus, give us ears to hear. give us hearts that heed your call. God, give us feet that are swift to walk in your word and stand upon your promises because time is at hand. Holy Spirit right now just begin to incubate in our hearts the promise of the return of Jesus Lord help us not to be foolish but to be wise and to be found watching and waiting with perseverance Because truly, you're coming again. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here today and you'd say, Pastor Hal, if Jesus was to come today, I would not be ready. But I want to be. Would you pray for me? Is there anyone here that would say, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. If Jesus was to come today, I'd be left behind. And I want to be ready. Would you put your hand up and say, would you pray for me? I want to pray for you today. I'm looking. I see. Yes, I see that hand. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Before I move on. Is there anybody else? I don't want to miss. Yes, I see that hand. Thank you. Anybody else? This is critical. This is critical. The Holy Spirit is knocking on hearts' doors right now. Yes, I see that hand, thank you. Turning the page. You're here today and you say, Pastor Hal, my oil is low. I need fresh oil. I need to become a better manager of my oil. Would you lift your hand and say, Lord, I need fresh oil today. Yes, yes. 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 In the balcony. Yes. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Trimmed lamps. Yes, Yes. 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 Everybody pray this prayer after me. Dear Jesus. I thank you for your promise that you are coming again and I ask you Lord Jesus to forgive me of any sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness Lord right now I lift my cup before your presence and I ask you Lord to fill my cup with your oil and to fill my vessel to overflowing Lord help me to be a better steward over these gifts you have given unto me in the name of Jesus I thank you And I thank you, Lord, that my vessel is full. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand stand with me on your feet. What I'd like us to do, to come down to this altar and worship Him in expectation and worship Him knowing that soon and very soon we are going to see the King. Because for those who are looking, He shall... If you have to go, you are dismissed. But I don't know about you, but I want to come down here. I want to spend some time embracing the King of Kings because he's worthy of our worship. Can you say amen? Give me an exaltation song, Joe. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Softly and 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 tenderly Jesus is calling For you and for me, are you listening?